another lockdown streak, another day of sun seat. Is it Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday? Naming the week seems antique. When the last dance began, most of us were indoor. Now we got the itch to ball, but all we got time for is to snore. But not on the ball is Bay NBA podcast. Your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. We are back with renewed vigor and bandwidth of all our favorite years in the basketball world. Of course, that means if you don't listen to us, we got less than absolute love for you. But hey, if you aren't listening, then you don't know what you're missing anyways. This week, apparently, all the NBA wants to do is extol the already extolled and talk about contracts that were signed in 91. Speaking of 91, I've got with me, as always, someone who at one point of time was 91 kilos, someone who at some point in his life was really quick and nimble, and who at all points in his life has had an Indian name. Vineet Devaya. Vineet, welcome back. Not that you ever left us, but the last time we saw each other, we were dancing on Insta Live for likes and views. Oh, that is true. That is true. We were dancing for Insta likes and views. We should do that some other time. Some you other know? time when we can dance. Some other time. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm going to write that doing? at some point in time you were 90, 91 kilos. Is that is that uh, a real fact? Yeah, at some, at some point of time. Yeah. Up? At some point of time. Yes. Some point of time you were 91 kilos. Yes. Okay. My current weight is unknown though. Oh, unknown. That's unknown. that's a good number. That's yeah. Good. All right. Okay. Uh, Vineet, um, my eyes uh, tell me there is a special guest on the spot. There is a very, very special true? guest. Very special. Very, very special guest. Okay. And so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do the interaction myself. You, yes, please go ahead. Because I've written something. So obviously, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, today on the pod, we've got with us none other than the Hoop of Hoop Darshan podcast, the numbers king and someone who might have already received a notification on LinkedIn saying, Ashwin Gopinath has viewed your profile. Kaushik Lakshman. Welcome to the podcast. Absolute pleasure to have you with us. Hey, lovely to be here as well. Like, have you have you always had this uh, very calm, collected thing? Because whenever I've heard the Hoop Darshan podcast, it's like you are this extremely in control guy, and Karan is like you know, Karan is like the energy guy. Is that how you've always been? You got to have a zag for every zig. So I'm just I'm just gonna let Karan. He has a he has a massive personality. Uh, we're just going to let him be him and add the noise wherever. Oh, I wish somebody on this podcast had that opinion. But uh, that's... <laughs> this part is only zig zigs and zag zags. Zig zigs. Okay. Vineet, um, like you were mentioning, like uh, Kaushik is an ex batchmate. No, no, he's batch College mate, yeah. College mate. Yeah. College mate of yours from the famed NIT Suratkal days. Uh, yes. Yes. So, yes. So, he used to be my junior. And uh, I think we discussed about Kaushik in the podcast with uh, with Karan. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just remember him being a part of the team and seeing him play. I, I think he was... You were in the batch with Alok, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. So, I think Alok was kind of like the best player of his batch. Uh, yeah. Who, who played for chemical engineering, which is the same branch as me. So Alok was the young kid in our chemical engineering uh, team who, uh, I mean, the only only thing I can remember was uh, there was this game between mechanical, which was, I think, the best team in basketball uh, and uh, chemical. At least when you were around, yeah. Sorry? Yeah, when, when we were when there. When you yeah. were around, yeah. Yeah, so they were the best best team. And then uh, chemical was probably the <laughs> worst thing. <laughs> and uh, so, but we had a look at that year. So he, so he came in, and so you know the team was decent enough. 
where we we were actually leading for the longest period and hardeep who is probably was probably like the best player in the school in the college um he was in mechanical and we were leading i think by like eight or seven or eight points uh and then i think for some weird reason alok decided to like be the man and he just started like you know being kobe and i was just like we are winning don't be kobe <laughs> yeah so that's the only that's the only basketball thing i remember with their batch uh, cuz i think in final year we kind of stopped playing uh we were busy uh, I mean, just people people don't necessarily remember final year for a lot of reasons yeah for a lot of reasons so um <laughs> yeah so i think uh, you know it's good to have him here and uh, you know i wish uh, we could have played more basketball so that we could have been a little bit more talk about that a little bit more and uh, that's it i'm very i'm very happy to see him yeah man it's always always great to talk to somebody else who uh, who went to the um went to the glorious university of nit suratkal where um, everybody sold the concept of a beach next to your uni but you go there on day 1 and you go there on the day before you leave uni that's, that's it true. nobody that's else true. goes to the beach otherwise with the only only university in the uh, world or something like that that has a beach of something its own like that, yeah. something like that mm. yeah 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 but has a beach of its own yeah we have a beach yeah. of um what how's that allowed okay but it's not it's not as fancy as you it's not like a san diego beach i mean yeah it is a, it is a it is a rather crappy beach very dangerous there's like usually one or two deaths a year in that beach so yeah <laughs> so nothing nothing to really boast about uh, well but still like our people in my college used to die of alcohol poisoning and student politics so maybe this is a better way to die who knows who ever knows anyway we'll come back to our main point we'll come back to the podcast of course we'll uh, talk about uh, kaushik and his love of hoops and his involvement with hoops uh, through the episode but uh, i'm sure you guys must have checked out the last dance right the netflix documentary about the last year of michael jordan's uh, actual career like we're going to ignore the wizards career but the What? the final year night that never happened oh, okay yes yes that never <laughs> happened so yes the wizards career never which never happened but the last year 97 98 which end, ends with the shot holding the goose neck that season uh, i mean kaushik what what were your first i mean did you have some sort of uh, thinking that you know this is what it might be or some storyline that you might want to have wanted to you know check out or you were like whatever they show i'm going to see it yeah probably probably more of the latter than anything else i think mm-hmm. it's one of those stories where like i was probably um, I, i probably caught like maybe the only the last year of jordan's playing career in from when i kind of got hooked on to basketball so not uh-huh. like too many memories everything i've heard of and i've seen is just documentaries and like youtube clips and articles and books and stuff like that so it was really cool to sort of see the whole story in video form somewhere or another uh, i guess it is it is another documentary after all but at least it's like through uh-huh. it's a 10 part documentary it's not squeezed into like 60 minutes there's multiple storylines that are that are explored and if the first two episodes are anything to go by there's like there's so many different angles right like i i didn't know that uh, all the stories about scotty pippen being underpaid the way he was and yeah um, all of the all of the drama that he had with the front office and you know jordan being like a kid who lost to his elder brother in backyard basketball and stuff like that it's just it's just awesome and i think my favorite part about it is that like it's this documentary has something for everybody um for mm-hmm. people who grew up watching jordan it's like a, an amazing trip down memory lane for people who, who for probably like me who who knew that this guy was the was the goat but didn't mm-hmm. catch most of his 
playing career and like i said his wizards career like it didn't happen um so <laughs> quite literally saw only maybe one season at most uh, uh-huh. it's great for us to sort of relive all of that and then completely on the other end of the spectrum there's kids who grew up only in like the lebron era or maybe like a kobe mm-hmm. era and then the lebron era um so for them to actually see that oh this is the guy that our idols were always sort of compared against i think mm-hmm. it's 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 really cool so uh, i'm i thoroughly enjoyed the first two episodes and i can't wait for the next eight yeah so like kaushik was saying you know the old the new generation which has grew up on kobe lebron durant curry those people tim duncan like i'm sure f- Uh, Tim Duncan. No, 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 nobody has grown up on Tim Duncan. No, 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 no. Please, that is that is your one generation in you. That you. Okay. I mean, people don't appreciate Tim Duncan, man. Let, let, let's just leave it at that. Hey, okay, man. Anyway. No, that's not true. I, I, that is true. But anyway, let's go on. So what I was saying is, for uh, my from my thinking, whatever the thinking was there, is that these people have only heard. Now, when they hear a lot of things, they're like, mm, you know, there there must be some bias. that uh, some real, what is that in statistics they call it what confirmation bias or recency bias or whatever the bias is for those people right like for the old heads they like i never saw anyone play like jordan and the new players are like the new players are automatically more uh, they are more what is the word athletic by because human evolution they are more athletic they are pro- capable of doing more the game is more faster the game is more spaced if you can't defend the three you can't play blah 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 so i think for them this might just be like such a savage because they show jordan as a real savage the way he insults that uh, insults their gm like oh are these the pills that you take to keep yourself sharp i'm like oh my god <laughs> like in in this pc world like those kind of things imagine if they came out like i, I don't know what people would have done so somewhere i i think i i think it's going to be obviously i know that it's going to be an amazing series because i love to watch anything basketball and plus this is this is like how does a team go so deep every year again and again 3 years in the beginning and then they take a break come back 3 years again for vinith what was the like something very interesting that you saw in this uh, special in this special in the first two episodes uh, yeah, first I, I, i think i echo whatever whatever sort of koshik said about the three generations that uh, kind of you know grew up watching basketball uh, because i think post jordan you know there was maybe like a couple of years of uh, you know magic and and kareem and you know larry bird but it was mostly us based i think post jordan was when it kind of really became international uh, so i think mm-hmm. you know i think for me the the most interesting part was the whole scotty pippen thing you know like i always felt scotty was like a very integral part of the team and uh, it was kind of sad to see that part of you know the business side uh uh you know i i feel like th- there had to be something jordan could have done or something of that sort so that was just my that was my most like sad take away from the whole series was that like scotty kind of got shafted but otherwise i think everything else was i mean there's nothing about michael jordan that we don't know i think that was in the series i think we knew like mean, for for real basketball fans like we we knew everything about most of the stuff that was talked about uh you know so i think that stuff we already knew but i wasn't very i didn't realize that scotty didn't play because of contract issues i thought he had a genuine injury and that's why he couldn't play in the in the last year so that was a little sad to know that you know for somebody to have played for you know 
I think like eight years. No, yeah, seven or eight years. Ten, eleven, yeah, eleven years. I think he got drafted in '87 or something, right? Oh, okay. If I'm not wrong. Okay. Uh, and then you know, go through those two years when Jordan was not there. You know, be faithful to the you know to the franchise, try to help them win. Uh, and then to have to go through that experience, you know, I think I felt bad for him. So that was my only like the thing that I didn't. Well, expect. you don't have to play, feel bad. I I think uh, I read in some tweet that he made more money uh, throughout the career than. Yeah, yeah. Him. I mean that. Uh, I mean, Kaushik, yeah. I mean, Kaushik, do you feel bad for Scotty Pippen, or do you think? Uh, I mean, once you sign a contract, then you're obligated to, you know, like play it out. How how is it in your head? I think I, I think I have sort of mixed feelings about it. He makes it quite clear that he chose that kind of a contract, even though people kind of advised him against it primarily because mm. of his upbringing and stuff like that. He wanted that security, and this was a thing mm. back in the day where like contracts were bigger than it is right now. Right now, you have like a LeBron or a Kevin Durant who go. Uh, season after season because yeah. it's just so much money in the game right now wasn't necessarily the case and he needed to sort of take care of his family and all of that so it, it from what i read about the contract also was that it was kind of front loaded and they used to be able to do that back in the day where like he got paid significantly more in the first two or three years and then probably oh. lesser lesser later on uh, so like that kind of an he kind of knew what he was getting into but at the same time like the the Bulls could also have theoretically renegotiated, and they didn't. So that's where I think uh, he got shafted a little bit, not necessarily just the whole contract in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like yeah, I agree. I mean, right. like, yeah, he he got he got paid eventually, and eventually, like over the course of his career through NBA salaries, he probably made more money than Jordan did. But like that, that's not really what <laughs> it was about. Mostly, <laughs> yeah, it was mostly about like I guess feeling valued and. He, he didn't yeah. get that sort of respect from from the. And I, I mean, my thing was that he, he was clearly unhappy. You know, like I I agree that if you sign a contract and all that, so when a person who's so integral to your team is saying I'm clearly unhappy about the situation in the last year of my contract, can you help me out? You know, I just felt like the Bulls organization could have done something at that point. And that that's my thing. I'm not saying that you know he 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 made a bad decision or the decision he made eight years back was right or wrong but when you clearly know one of the most important players is not happy you you as an organization do something to fix it yeah yeah especially because like at that time nba salaries you could you could renegotiate like right yes. now you yes. sign a deal you sign a deal that's it you got you got to play it out um, and the fact that they didn't knowing fully well how important scotty pippen is to that team i guess yeah yeah, I mean, 18 million for seven years just sounds so ridiculous when you hear it today. Team of Fame uh, made that kind of money in one season. <laughs> yeah, the Lakers uh, paid him. Was it the Lakers who paid him or was it the Nuggets? I think it was be, the yes, it was the Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers. Yo, Kaushik, you're a Lakers fan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess like in, in today's day and age, like I'm more a fan of, I guess, the league uh, than anything else. But I will definitely be happier if the Lakers win. And sadder okay. if the Lakers lose. Was this fan of a league business? Uh, it's just like I actually don't care who wins or loses. Maybe I care a little bit more if the Lakers win. It's it's called getting old. That's what it's called, Karthik. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I was not the impressionable twelve-year-old kid that I was when I first got into Now, you, now you know it's all a business. It doesn't matter who wins or loses. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your hoop career or, or, you know, your love for hoops. 
So when did it start? Like when did you start playing basketball, and uh, how did it end up with you being like the host of of India's biggest basketball podcast? Like how does that trip happen? First of all, very kind of you to say that about Gupteshan. I'm not entirely sure <laughs> if that's true. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 more or less true. <laughs> I mean, there there are two there are two there are two podcasts. So one has to be bigger than the other, and we we believe yes. that. <laughs> I will claim that. I will claim that very selfishly. Um, uh, cool. So I I got into basketball as a sport. I would say when I was maybe 11 or 12 years old. I transferred to a school which um, which was like quite big into basketball, especially playing more than more so than watching. We probably uh-huh. had like one of the better teams, school teams in Bangalore, and um, we had a a court with a fiberglass board, which was not common back in that day. Wow! Uh, wow! Wow! And and like the the people who played basketball were like stars in the school and like you you were popular and you kind of got the attention of the girls and stuff like that so like all the things that motivate a 7th standard 8th standard kid um yeah so that that's when i kind of got into the sport uh, i wasn't necessarily very good back then but i kind of slowly but which school were you in i i had i was in a school called vidyaniketan in hebal vidyaniketan okay okay uh, so sorry no it's all right uh, so what i think helped me was like i am like a year younger than most of my other classmates so i kind of ended up playing things like under 13 and under 16 with the junior batch so being okay. like the bigger kid and like older kid that kind of helped a little bit so that's that's my playing beginnings and then mm-hmm. um and then obviously like vinit said we kind of went to the same college and i played for the college team for four years as well um not again like there was definitely better players than me in the whole team uh but it's just i was just very passionate about the sport i was always sort of um but you enjoyed me. playing right like because Absolutely. for people yeah. who are not as good as like I, i was not very good but i loved being on the court loved the jumping around trying to get the ball pass it out even if i didn't know the fundamental movements of foot movements and all that it's just the so must be something similar with you is that that yeah absolutely absolutely love being part of the team just uh, mm. i i think it's one of those like team games where each of the five players on the court potentially can feel as important as the other and like you make amazing friendships on on the basketball team and i think like in fact this saturday we have a lot of uh, probably not your batch we need but everybody hardeep batch and below we have like the zoom call set up to have a little bit of a nitk basketball reunion sort of that so we need didn't get that invite though <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah like i said it's it's probably like hardeep's batch and below so that's uh, that, that must be the reason um, <laughs> Yeah, some of my like really good friends through school and college have all been through basketball. So very very um integral part of my life I suppose. And then um uh, just being a fan of the game, I used to go and watch a lot of like um club games in Bangalore and like state mm-hmm. games and nationals and stuff like that when they were there. So I just started to have an interest in the sport in the country. So every time there was like a senior nationals or something like that I'd go watch it see the players from like Punjab and Tamil Nadu and Kerala and all these players like they're significantly better than um, the any sort of basketball programs in in Karnataka so um yeah, I just became a fan of the game followed it a little bit um here and there and then Karan and I became friends on Twitter and we just figured out that like maybe we care a little bit about Indian basketball more than normal people do so why don't we just like make a podcast about it and okay. uh, yeah i think we started about maybe 5 or 6 years ago yesterday we recorded the 91st episode that we've done which is 
which is pretty amazing like for some something we started as a hobby we don't like we don't yeah. make money out of it in fact like we spend money to uh, to make it um, but yeah it's it's fun it's fun to know that like there are people who can be very passionate about such niche weird things like indian basketball um, mm-hmm. and it's been, so it's been it's been a real fun experience i've had a chance to speak to some amazing people really interesting people amazing stories um, and that that's pretty much what basketball is for me like it's it's part of life and it gives you uh, lots of other things absolutely uh, yes uh, spoken like a true basketball lover <laughs> uh, is, uh, so so you just met karan on twitter and then like hoop darshan was born just like that uh, no 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 we used to we used to chat with each other about a lot of things and he was okay. obviously a journalist at that time he used to mm. work for the bfi and he used to write obviously his hoopistani blog and stuff like wait karan used to work for bfi that, Yeah yeah for a couple of years he was covering oh, wow. Indian basketball all over the country um jumping on trains from Delhi to wherever senior nationals was held and you know he, he knows all of these players like literally yeah. all the stars like Amjot Vishesh all of these guys like he's he's filled up visa forms for them and and stuff like that so he's uh, he's like the godfather of Indian basketball so it's uh, we used to just have conversations about like who's the next big sort of player and we we chat about that and i think it also helped that we used to follow the same um football club as well both of us are big real madrid fans or i oh, madrid fans used to be uh, uh, i don't have i don't really have interest in soccer anymore. are you a fan of the football league now is that what it is <laughs> <laughs> no you said you're not a real madrid fan right uh no no look so i i kind of stopped following football for a lot of different reasons primarily because when i moved here to australia like the time zone is just so crap ah all the games are at like 4 a.m 5 a.m it's i'm too old to wake up to watch all of that mm. and i think like i kind of fell out of love with this and don't call yourself too old like we are we are all like couple of years within each other like i'm the old thing old 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 <laughs> I'm going to start feeling bad then. <laughs> I have to edit all these parts out. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying I think it helped that we were both Madrid fans as well uh-huh. so we could have conversations about two sports. Um and mm-hmm. we just decided to like uh, let's do a podcast and then we kind of met each other when in Delhi once as well. Um it was good. He's he's an awesome guy. He has lots and lots of amazing connections uh, that makes okay. for great episodes I guess. Yeah. Uh but I mean one and very interesting thing like what you guys do on Hoop Darshan is you know what are the episode number is you make up something about the jersey number of that. So I think we are on episode 56 or something like that. So is there any fun 56 jersey number that fact that you might have hidden away in your cranium? Or am no. I putting you on the spot right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, normally I look up basketball reference and I find if there's any interesting player then we talk about them. Uh the funny thing was yesterday oh. <laughs> the the episode that we recorded which should be out in a couple of days was episode number 91 which is Dennis mm. Rodman's number and we spoke about the last dance so it's all very really like um it, it works itself out that way you know Vinny Dennis Rodman also made a lot less money than Michael Jordan like he made Scotty Pippen numbers but you don't I don't see you defending him huh Dennis Rodman was <laughs> made more money than Scotty Pippen <laughs> he made just a try, tiny bit more than Scotty Pippen. Double the anyways. double the amount, man. Come on. No, really? Yeah. I I, I have to check those numbers cuz cuz uh, fake news is all over the media. I put a photo up on the group. Uh uh-huh. 
I heard about this trade which was supposed to happen which would have sent uh, James Harden of OKC uh, straight for a straight exchange to Clay Thompson of Golden State Warriors. Now I know uh, Clay is a big favorite of uh, Vinit Devaya so I'm not going to ask him the question first but Kaushik can you imagine a trade like that and what do you think the implications for that would have been for the league? Oh boy uh, yeah that's <coughs> That's really, really interesting because James Harden, obviously, like, he's he's one of the best, like, individual players in the game. Mm-hmm. And he he can create, he can he can score, he can he can finish at the rim, he can shoot threes, he can he hits free throws at a ridiculous rate. He can also play make in the last few years of his career. I think, like, he's probably a better number one option than Clay can ever be, even at his best. Mm-hmm. But what that team needs is someone like Clay. Um I don't know if if like Steph can necessarily work with James Harden. I think they're two two ball dominant guys, and like if you could create the perfect player to play along with Steph, you couldn't get too much better than Clay. I think anyone better than uh, Clay. Yeah, so like he he's amazing on the defensive end. He's he does not need to dribble to shoot, which is mm-hmm. like. Which is an incredible skill. He, I can't remember what the exact number was, but he shot like eight or nine threes with like five dribbles or like something like five that. Five dribbles, in a three half dribbles. Once. Yeah, something like that. Something ridiculous like that. So, uh, yeah, I think individually, James Harden is a better player than Clay Thompson, but mm-hmm. that team needs Clay more than anything else. And like the the hand in glove combination but- that Steph and Clay are. I don't think it could have ever happened the other way. And I'm, I'm, but I'm what do you, what do you think sure. the scenario would have been for the OKC? Like OKC getting an extremely unselfish, uh, defensive-minded. Like imagine it's it's a Roberson, but someone who can shoot like lights out. Like, <laughs> don't you think that would have been crazy for OKC to get? I don't think Clay, Clay has ever been referred to as Roberson who can <laughs> shoot before, which is which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess when you think about it that way, he. He would have been on a team with Westbrook and Durant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe that team would have been better than Stephen Clay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, look, obviously, like he would have been amazing on, on that team. But I think mm-hmm. personally, like Durant and Westbrook, they they got about as good as they can get. And I don't think having Clay there would have made... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I don't think the styles particularly mesh too well what, what what about you i mean i i think okc definitely wins that trade for me getting an unselfish shooter like someone who does not need to even have space he, he just needs to get in place and uh but yeah but but then i think about you know maybe the scotty brooks offense wasn't meant for someone like that maybe it had to have like slashers and attackers and people who were scotty brooks had an offense great Yes, he did. Give the ball to Durant. Give the ball to Westbrook. 
alternate between the two. I think those are his two plays. <laughs> give the ball to Durant. Like, give the ball. He's like, yeah, do the Westbrook play, which is actually a trick play, which meant give the ball to Durant. And yeah. Do the Durant play, which meant give the ball to Westbrook. Those were his two plays. Yeah, so got caught out pretty first soon. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I feel. Uh, you can always take a chance with you know having Clay Thompson, Westbrook, and Durant. Like at the end of the day, the NBA is won by people you know who have the stars in their team, like people who can score. You know, so I I feel OKC would have definitely won that trade, and I'm a little sad that it didn't happen. But uh, I'm going to let Vinith uh, go take a crack at this. Vinith, Clay Thompson, OKC, and James Harden to uh, Golden State Warriors. What are your feels on that? As a GM, would you pull the trigger on that trade? A GM of what? Of who? Ah, that's, that's GM of. I don't know, my GM of uh, Golden State Warriors. I mean, GM of Golden State Warriors, no. GM of uh, OKC, yes. Yeah, so I think like Clay would have been a better fit for both uh, Russell and and Durant, and I think uh, James would not have been such a great fit for Steph Curry. So I think OKC would have probably won a couple of championships uh, easily. I think because easily. Yeah, I think at that point there was really like maybe the LeBron team was good and the Spurs were good, but there was really no like. I mean, this is, goes back to my clear love. Is like I just feel like the Golden State Warriors are the Golden State Warriors because of Clay. Uh, it's just we have to remember at that time. At that time, the the trade that was proposed was Clay Thompson for Kevin Love. So at that time, people rated Kevin Love more than Clay Thompson. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't imagine that scenario any time in the last. Well, I, I, I think I think I think the the more important part was Kevin Love was very very you know highly rated at that point. Like he was probably like a Absolutely. top you know like he was a 2020 uh, guy you know just beast in Minnesota. So I I don't think Clay was rated less. I think Kevin was overrated at that point. Um, and you know Clay was was rated well enough where no where they didn't pull the trigger right like. It wasn't like you know if 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 Clay wasn't that highly rated, they would have definitely taken Kevin Love because I think at that point with Ricky Robio and Kevin Love, that team you know everybody thought Kevin Love was this phenomenal player you know who, who I think he was averaging twenty twenty or was it twenty ten I don't know what it was. But he, I I think he I think he had twenty twenty average for a month or he had like some twenty games or twenty twenty in the season or some yeah absolutely some, crazy numbers some crazy crazy ass numbers. Right? Yeah. In Minnesota, though, but still, right. And so, even having that, they didn't pull the trigger on Clay and Clay and Kevin. So it just shows that how important Clay was for that offense. Because uh, I think if you if you replace Steph, uh, like there's no re- there, like you could potentially replace Steph with like a Damian Lillard kind of guy. But I don't think there is a replacement for Clay, in my opinion. I don't think there is a player in the league right now that can do the things that Clay Thompson can do. As efficiently as he can do while being a team player, I don't see any other player like him. So uh, I think the if OKC would have gotten Clay Thompson, uh, they would have probably been a championship contender easily. I think uh, Golden State would have gone down the route of like two big superstars not able to mesh with each other. You know, James Harden was horrible at defense. Um, not horrible in defense. <laughs> he is. He's not as good as Clay. He's not horrible in defense. You should read the latest uh, advanced metrics. De- which, most which is something we will get to later. Most of defense is very like, uh, like you know, 
eye test than like advanced metrics in my opinion uh, uh, wrong opinion numbers matter numbers matter but but defense you, you can see a person like defending or not defending <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the philosophy of you can score, we'll score more, is probably what drives the league now. But except in the close situation where you're like, okay, now enough scoring. Now we need to stop. I, I don't know. I'm not saying defense is underrated, but like you know, most people are like, let me save my energy for offense, which is you know understandable. When you get your rebounds, I think that's. I mean, for me at least, whenever I play pickup. I'm like if you can get the rebound then you know defense and all sometimes you can just can't stop people so there's no point expending so much energy that you can't run back up the court right like you wasted all your energy on one side i guess it's just a matter of opinion but yeah uh we need the uh, speaking of numbers which is so surprising that we spoke of numbers i i think there are some special questions that you wanted to ask our special guest oh yes so right 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 which so, rhymes with us uh, metting Yes so I think a lot of people who listen to our podcast uh do not bet on on the NBA and I was sucked into this whole NBA betting scene this year because a friend of mine decided to uh make put some money into the into the betting scene and wanted my expert opinions uh and we we made it's like who is going to win golden state warriors or minnesota timberwolves yes. and it's like in my expert opinion in my expert opinion I think minnesota timberwolves <laughs> anyway so uh i think uh so kaushik works for uh, a betting company or uh, i don't know is it a betting company i don't know you said this there's a difference between uh, a bet maker and uh and some so kaushik can you give us our listeners like yes. like a more background about what a company does you know what how does betting work uh and some some like tricks and tips of the trade for us to like make some tips side, tips side and tricks money. you give us in the end like you first first give us some idea of you know what exactly it is that <laughs> yes 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 yeah yeah tips and tricks you yeah, can give sure. us on the side off record okay all right no 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 i'm happy to do it on record everybody should be <laughs> no no we we are, we are not happy on that okay <laughs> uh cool so essentially what i was trying to explain when when this sort of topic first came up was I do yes I do work for a betting company but it's not a a bookmaker or a betting company in the traditional sense so most like 95% of any, anyone who calls himself a betting company is someone is a is a house that creates odds for markets so this hypothetical example of uh, golden state versus minnesota they have people crunching the numbers they have someone saying that golden state should be rated at a particular price minnesota should be rated at a particular price and those are the odds that you and i as a customer have to bet against that house so not too different from like a casino and stuff like that they've got odds for each outcome and they've got a margin built into that product and blah 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 so that's most betting companies in the world the company that i work for is something called a betting exchange betting exchange is essentially there's no there's no house customers bet against each other they set their own odds if things match then customers get matched against each other and we are like a we just facilitate that bet so in a way we are like the ubers and airbnbs of the world so in a way that uber doesn't actually own a taxi or operate a taxi but they're still a taxi company uh we don't necessarily take a bet but we are a betting company that's mm. that's the fundamental uh, understanding of it so the the difference is 
that an ideal customer for the first kind of betting companies that I spoke about is someone who loses to that betting company as often as possible, as much as possible. For us, because we make money money from commission from winning bets, we want mm. customers to win as much as possible. So it's it's a balance between the an optimal type of customers. Uh, from a customer experience point of view, the first type, the bookmaker sort of companies that I described are there's more sort of it's it's on the entertainment spectrum, whereas my company is more on like more professional punters and pro- professional betters, gamblers, people who build like trading models and stuff like that. They tend to operate on that. It's very similar to I guess how the stock exchange works conceptually, but it's just on like sporting events and racing events. So for like an average customer, they'll have a lot more entertainment related products, like who's going to score the first basket and stuff like that. Ah. That will never exist on our platform because like you need people to on both sides of the equation to create odds for it. Okay, so only if I make a bet saying I think Wiggins will score the first basket and uh, uh, Vinit saying uh, Wiggins will not score the first basket, then you'll match us. Is that something like that? Is it a zero-sum game? Yeah, it is a zero-sum game, uh, except there's like a small... Commission ah, that you, whoever commission. wins between. So it's like it's like that cloud ninety one or whatever in India, right? Cloud? No. Uh, what's the what's the dream ninety one? Dream ninety one. No. Dream eleven. Dream eleven. Dream eleven. Dream eleven. Dream eleven is dream eleven is fantasy sports. So it's huh. you, you that's already like, there. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. So no, I'm, I'm mean, saying a fantasy sports is already uh, something which is there, right? Yeah, yeah. So fantasy sports exists in India because. Legally, there's no betting, even though there's so much that goes on. Uh, it's just betting disguised as another product called fantasy sports. So, so do you do you get to see like? So, do you have? Can you bet into your own product? Like, because you you are in charge of kind of the data yeah. side of it, right? So you you probably yeah, have yeah. a have a master list of all the people that make shitty bets, you know, and you can just keep <laughs> betting against them and make money, right? Uh, no, so. Look, I, I think the the success of a betting exchange is the fact that it's it's neutral. It doesn't really favor one party over another. So there's like pretty. That's what Google says too, but. About, uh, <laughs> yeah, but Google is not highly regulated, like betting industries are. Oh, okay. Um, so there there are regulations that kind of stop us from seeing who's betting until like something finishes. So in hindsight, I know that this guy is putting dumb money into a particular match or a or a result. Uh, okay. But there's no way for me to know it from before before it. Before I itself. Okay, got it. Um, but I, I, the company that I work for, it is one where like I can use my own platform because I'm not essentially taking my company's money. Whereas if you work for a bookmaker, more often than not, you're not allowed to bet on your own platform. Because if mm. you win, you're you're essentially taking company money. Okay. Okay. Mm. So what are the so, common like I would say like common mistakes people do with bets? Because uh, I think they bet I with their emo- emotion they would, that you shouldn't. They w- bet with what? Bet with their emotion, which you should never oh, okay. do. Are you saying okay. sports is not object is not uh, emotion is what is what not objective? Is that what you're saying? I thought sports is objective, extremely objective. <laughs> <laughs> results are objective feelings are not <laughs> yes absolutely uh, so a, a whole lot of people make money by i guess playing to that emotion and there's it's a very fine line between doing that and sort of promoting irresponsible gambling behaviors again 
I, I I'm talking like a like a gambling regulator more than a, than a than a company here. Yeah, I think I think the the key mistakes people make is like they don't um they they are driven too much by emotion. I think the most successful sort of betting people that I know and things that have sort of worked out for me personally as well is uh having a system trying to make sure that I bet only when whatever system I'm building thinks that it's an intelligent bet. and way too many people don't don't follow they just like oh shit i've i've lost the next i've lost the last five bets maybe this bet might it'll turn oh. around and then mm. <laughs> that's like dangerous stuff yeah um, it's like also, the hot hand fallacy <laughs> exactly and also like never bet on your own team which is oh what don't, what don't have uh, <laughs> what i would you say that uh, so because depends like, if, depends if, if your lose, team what your team is <laughs> if you lose your your sad because your team lost and your money is gone and money lost <laughs> ah interesting uh, man is just breaking lots of uh, my preconceived <laughs> notions in my head i don't think i'll be able to bet again okay and and do, do you do you by any chance like know uh, like you know who who on your platform kind of makes like maybe not name wise but in terms of like person x id wise made like a million dollars like what's the biggest mm-hmm. bet somebody has won either in a year or in a day like is there like a like a record or something of that sort yeah there are some there are some real obscene numbers i <laughs> uh, people there are a lot of people whose primary living is is making betting models and and like they're professional gamblers that's their job um, oh, okay So yeah there there are some really obscene numbers people who make like millions of dollars a year um, how much millions did you say millions millions of dollars a year yeah oh millions of dollars a year okay millions of dollars a year okay okay i thought millions of dollars a bet okay that's different million dollar bets happen too but more okay. in like the recreational space so if two people if if i put a million dollars and we need put a million dollars one of us is going to win Million dollars, right? Million dollars more. Correct. Two million. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Minus the no, and then one one million is already my mm-hmm. money. I'm saying winnings yeah. minus the commission. However, that yeah. works out, right? Yeah. Okay. That is, if you if you're matching at like a bet that both probabilities are equal. So, like for a Golden State versus Minnesota game, you'll never be that equal amount. So it'll be like say three to one odds. If it's three to one okay. odds. Um, oh, okay, okay. So I'll win has... two times more. Okay. Yeah, okay. Man, ah, odds, 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 yeah. Ah, I mean, I'm a little confused on the odds and up and under. No, not up and under. What is that? Uh, what is over that word? Under. Something over and under. Yeah, up and yeah. under. <laughs> so over and under is basically like a, a type of markets that exist to eliminate that that bias. So if if you have like that again, our example here, Golden State versus Minnesota, and if you think that. Golden State is like a seventy percent chance of winning, and uh. Minnesota is thirty percent. What they do is, if if you want the match to be fifty-fifty, you give uh. Minnesota like an eight and a half percent, eight and a half point advantage. So the okay. the handicap line becomes like, oh. if the if the final score ends in such a way that Golden State wins by more than eight and a half, then 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 the odds are equal. So uh. you get two times the amount that you put in. Nice. So that makes every match interesting because otherwise, like if you just go purely. So so uh, the exchange decides that whether that eight and a half is eight and a half or seven and a half or six or whatever it is, based on no, some model exchange, or something like that. No, the exchange has like open market for literally every single thing. Oh, so uh, even for a five plus five advantage, there might be bets. There might plus six advantage. There might be bets. Is it like that? But 
yeah the odds will be different people will oh, always yeah. get matched so when you think about that uber example right like if you have a taxi driver who comes and tells huh. you that i'll take you to the airport for 3 rupees you'll definitely jump on it but if he says i'll take it to you for 30000 you won't go huh. oh okay yeah. so that's that's essentially like if the odds is value you'll get matched on the other side and and you decide whether it's 3 rupees or 30000 rupees yeah the customer the customer decides so customer decides If you oh, the customer customer people. offers a bet, saying, "Here's yeah. my offer." Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like some... taxi drivers taking each other. Exactly. Oh, scam, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just joking, Kashik. Just joking. Just joking. But Maybe I think there's a bitter because he's lost a lot of money. No, I actually but he's haven't. Won, like, I haven't actually. But yeah. o- overall, he's got like fifty dollars in his account, which is from there. So <laughs> my, my, it's a good thing the NBA season has stopped. Otherwise, my daily lost a lot my daily money. rate of return was twenty percent. That was pretty good. Ten ten dollars for twenty percent is what two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars every day. I would bet it two hundred dollars every day. There is no way you were putting thousand dollars. We need two hundred, my friend. You're putting two hundred dollars every day. Not day. my money. My friend was putting. Money. <laughs> I was just telling him who's going to win. So uh, th- this is a re- like properly regulated market because everything is transparent and. Uh, oh, well, it's, it's, uh, it, it's supposed to be, but there are there are obviously like uh, there's there's lots of illegal operators as well. So but not at like, betting exchange. There are illegal betting exchanges too. So oh, what? <laughs> you, you remember how I told you about this? There's being commission. Ah. So we we charge a certain amount of commission because mm. of all of our like that's the business model, right? You charge X amount of commission based on all the costs that you have to pay. So we have to pay ah. the NBA for hosting their their product. We have to pay uh, uh, like a racing body for hold, hosting their horse. You have to pay the NBA for hosting bets on their name. Yeah yeah I mean that's why that's why NBA is like salivating at the prospect of opening up gambling in the US because every single bet taken they get a cut of it. It's basically wow. like TV rights like to show NBA you have to pay them. Huh. Right? Um so it's the same thing with Which makes sense. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this does not so, make any sense. What if I bet on so, uh, an airplane landing at the same time as some other airplane? Will will, will I have to pay money to the airplane? I mean is that a bet that's possible No so there's no there's no regulating body for that so I think oh. I I guess maybe you you opened up uh, an illegal betting idea <laughs> oh, <it's definitely. laughs> I I I remember seeing this episode on Seinfeld where the people are betting that this plane will land earlier than that plane I mean mm-hmm. of course it's like just between two people like it's an over the counter bet but Yeah uh, oh so oh okay oh, I had no idea you had to pay NBA for betting on their name what the hell Yeah yeah so that's that's legal operators like us we have oh. like rules and regulations by which we are governed and we have to do all of these things this, this there is, are plenty of uh, mind has been blown illegal operators that don't need to pay this so their commission oh, okay. rates are lesser so for like oh, okay. the absolute like million dollar type customers sometimes like we are too expensive so they end up going to illegal okay wow. okay Um let, let's come back to this podcast cuz uh, <laughs> I I already in my head I've lost some lots of money trying to imagine <laughs> even betting but I I I used to uh, do a little bit of day trading back in the day and uh, oh there was this God, particular there was this particular number particular number that I won't tell you of which I lost all my savings and I was like okay that's it never again can I 
even <laughs> think about it because i thought with my emotions and today i have learned you should not support your favorite team and you should not bet with emotions so do lessons anyone listening to this thinking of betting please do not bet with your emotions and bet with other people's money like our co-hosts yes <laughs> and take a commission okay. always take a commission always take a commission oh, okay. the best business is a commission based business Oh, okay. So you don't have the rain. Okay. Anyway, let's come back to the pod. Let's come back to very serious questions. Again, a little bit more hypothetical, but since we were discussing it on our common group, the NBA Wallas, which we've refer- shout out to the NBA Wallas. Shout out to NBA Wallas. We've referenced it more than uh, more than fair amount of times. We might have to pay them also now, according <laughs> to all these new rules that are in my head now. Okay. Uh, there was this uh, big discussion between. Uh, I, I don't know who it was between, but there was this big talk about Magic Johnson or Larry Bird. I don't know whether it was who was a greater person or who, uh, if roles were exchanged, who would be more successful or who was who would you draft if you had the chance to do it. But let me put it to Kaushik this way: as a GM, you had the option, like you had Larry Bird on the board and you had Magic Johnson. What are you thinking before you draft one of them? Let, let's not go about you know what you would, who you would pick. But if if you have Magic Johnson in your head, what are you thinking? Like what what is the system that you're thinking of to? draft Larry uh, Larry Bird or Magic Johnson I think I think for me uh, Magic like the, the kind of game that he has it's so transcendent in the way he like he changes how a team can operate the speed at which he plays the vision that he has so for me like it'll be theoretically easier to find play, pieces around Magic because mm. like he controls the pace of the game so much he controls the floor uh, and theoretically when you have players like that you can you don't necessarily need absolute studs in every other position. It ended up being that he had a lot of yes. really amazing teammates. Uh, but just conceptually, when you think about it, when you have someone as good as he is, uh, the the shooting guard on that team need not be as good as, say, like say if you thought about drafting Larry Bird, um, mm. he's obviously like excellent at his position, like one of the best small forwards ever, incredible shooter definitely better shooter than magic um and like he can also create for himself he can create for others he can do all of that stuff but i think you need you would need a more complete team around larry uh, whereas you could work with worse pieces so if i was thinking as a, in a general manager's hat like what am i making easy for myself in the future uh, i would probably go with magic thinking along those lines Okay. Uh, Vineet, your uh, views are very known in that group, but for our other people who are not fortunate enough to be in that group. I mean, you're of the opinion that, you know, uh, having Kareem Abdul-Jabbar definitely helped Magic Johnson be, you know, Magic Johnson. But uh, what what would have gone through your head if these people were in your uh, pool of talent to be drafted from? What is, what is, what are you thinking? Yeah. Okay. So I think, you know, one of the things that at least my understanding is that in the top 10 players of all time, there's most of them are like score first options. Like they are just like really good people that can get you a bucket. Right. And uh, magic was not known for getting you a bucket. Uh, his role, his role in that Lakers team or even in his college team was more of a facilitator than anything, anything more than that. Uh, and that, that's just my personal opinion uh, that, Kareem helped that with from his just scoring perspective to at least hold on to the team for the first 
you know, four or five years. I would say three of maybe three to four years, let's say, right? Uh, even though he was averaging like 23 or something like that, till the six, till I think 86 or something like that. Whereas Larry Bird, he's a great scorer. I think he's a great facilitator too, and he gets rebounds. So he just has all three in terms of I think eliteness uh, from all the uh, what do you call that? He's kind of like LeBron, you know. Like LeBron is not technically, and this is a discussion we were having. He's not te- technically a point guard, but he can he can play point guard at a very very elite level. And I think Larry Bird was very similar. Is that he could play the point guard at a very elite level. Uh, so for me, I would pick Larry Bird over Magic. Even though I just checked, I didn't realize that Larry Bird went sixth in his draft in his NBA draft, which is pretty incredible. Uh, and you know who's, who was first? He was in the 79 draft? No, 78, 78 draft. 78. The first pick for the 78 draft was Clay Thompson's father. What? <laughs> yeah, that was, was pretty, pretty incredible. Michael Thompson. Yes, yes. Um, also a really, really, really good player. Yeah, yeah, very good player, very good player. I think just, he ended up playing for the, for the Lakers, right? He did, yeah. 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 So, and I think the Lakers had a much more stacked team. Uh, and one of the reasons why they had a stacked team was because in general, I feel like if you're, if your number one player is just really that good, everyone else kind of falls in order, right? So if like you have LeBron, then everybody just falls in order. Like you, you, there's no who's the best player, whose team it is. None of that bullshit, right? Mm. Uh, as, we, as we clearly saw with uh, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Hart and a few others last year. Yeah, you know they but, left in line. Yeah, they, they, it's just like they, yeah, they quite they, literally fell. Yeah, <laughs> you you know exactly. So I feel like with the Lakers, you knew that Kareem was the best, right? When when Magic came in, right? I'm not saying like eventually Magic became Magic, but when Magic came in as a rookie, Kareem was the best. He was the best player in NBA at that point. There was no one better than Kareem, right? And so yep. Kareem was the best player and. Magic was next because he and you know he was a rookie, he was great, and the whole team I think was very new at that point. And then you know then you had James Worthy who was a phenomenal scorer. Then you know uh, Mr. Thompson came in, and then you had uh, this other guy, what's his name, who came in off Bob the bench. Bob McAdoo. Bob McAdoo came. Bob off, McAdoo. Having Bob McAdoo come off the bench is ridiculous, right? So I think there was a like they had they, I, in my opinion they just had a much more stacked team. Uh, and uh, and then obviously Mr. Cooper was also great, and then you had the Celtics. So I mean, it's not like the Celtics were a bunch of scrubs. Like they had, they were not a bunch of scrubs, but Larry Bird was the best player, right from day one. The the moment they drafted Larry Bird, Larry Bird was the best player in that team, and that and so you had the East, which was you know, and so Larry Bird was the best player in that team, which was the best team in the East, right? And Kareem was the best player. In that team, which is the best best team in the West, so for for a guy who just came from college and got into this, got into the draft, got in, it's it's kind of like Timmy, right? When Timmy came in, he came in and he was the best player on the team. You know, there was there was no in the Spurs team. He was, even though he had you had you know Mr. David, like Timmy was just like this, the best player. There was no no second questioning it or anything. And in the second year. A third year, I think he won the championship. So same. Uh, second year. Second year. Yeah, and so 
for me that that's that's the difference is that the only thing that stops me from say picking mag- magic over larry is just that kareem was the best player in the league when magic like when the lakers started winning right uh so that's the only thing i mean like you know i obviously magic you know best point guard of all time uh without a doubt uh and you watch some of these uh, old uh, youtube uh, finals and all this crazy like you you hear about it like like a lot of what i think about magic and larry and mj obviously is based on reading a lot of articles watching all these highlight plays watching steven a smith saying larry bird is this magic johnson is this michael jordan is this I, it's, it's all but when you see the game you almost don't expect it to be so true but with magic johnson like yes. the way he ran the offense he, the way he just ran just ran like we yeah. got the ball bang or he just ran if if somebody dared to come and stop him he would pass the ball to the person streaking behind yeah and otherwise he'll just go and finish it and uh, in like obviously kareem was the best for a while and then when kareem was like no i'm just going to run one side of the offense and then come back and then I'll, i'm going to chill for a while Magic started scoring a little bit more. Started distributing the ball even more. James Worthy started showing up. Like uh, for me, just watching him run that way because that's the kind of uh, basketball that I like. I would pick, you know, Magic Johnson over. Not not to say, I mean, Larry Bird. Uh, even even if he had a stacked team, like both of them had stacked team, but that's why Celtics or Lakers are always in every single one of the NBA finals in the 80s, which makes sense. But uh, regardless like the the stuff that magic does especially the way that he taunts people and then in a back set up and all legendary person but i would pick magic johnson plus having a name like magic johnson man, who even names someone magic Thanks. johnson like that's not even a, that's just a straight up uh, un, illegal unlegal name to have a magic have as a name, name. <laughs> magic johnson like yeah. what is that so so one of the things that uh, you remember we having a discussion about dirk and hakim So uh-huh. I I went I went back and I was watching these highlights of Hakeem versus uh, uh-huh. Ka- Kareem and I think like David Kareem, Robinson no no uh, Kareem yeah. Kareem the David Robinson thing man was that game I watched that game I watched that game uh-huh. it was What do you mean you watched that game I mean I uh-huh. watched the game like the oh, whole okay. game okay. on on YouTube uh-huh. and this yeah, yeah. the highlights they show is so bad for David because David played a great game the entire I'm game sure. yeah, he stopped Hakeem multiple times he- right but unfortunately you know for the highlight he gets he gets robbed you know he gets uh, he gets shook he gets shook yeah but uh, when uh, when when kareem played against hakim hakim used to play in that power forward position no, he had that other side thing, six uh, ral samson uh. right but this is the thing though right like hmm. you you hear the you hear like uh, i think there's a post game interview where like hakim says they ask him like you know uh, how is it to play against abdul uh, you know kareem and it's like kareem. man the guy is like 40 and we still have to double him <laughs> you know and that's the, that's my point the you know okay he was old but even at 40 you had to double the guy there was no other way to stop him uh, so he was a much better player on magic's magic's magic team magic definitely you know like i don't think even today there's a guy that can like just go from like one end to the other just you know with that kind of pace uh, that kind of control over the ball uh i i haven't seen anybody uh yet so in terms of just like showmanship and like uh you know show time i still think like magic was way ahead of his time um but i would take bird any day well you know it's okay to have differing opinions differing opinions uh, is what ball is better 
Just know that you're wrong, Vinny. Just know that you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um, I mean, that's all the questions we have. We uh, we do this thing with our guests, though, where we you know give them options. So, Vinny, I hope you're ready with the questions. Uh, For Kashik. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Why not? Why okay. Not? All right. Uh, we're gonna hit you with some this or that questions, uh, Kashik. So, uh, let us know this or that. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'll I'll start. I'll start with the thing. Uh, Kobe or LeBron? Uh, I like Kobe more. LeBron's a better player. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that is not no, no, the you answer have to, to this question. You have to, you have to pick Kobe to, or LeBron so, to uh, Kobe or LeBron to get you a basket against uh, like a very great defender. Uh, Kobe. Kobe. Okay. All right. Vinith, you're up. Uh, greatest Laker of all time, Magic or Kobe? Oh. Uh, Kobe again. Oh really? Okay. Okay. Right. Stop making that face. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, greatest uh, center of all time for you. Uh, you gotta give options, my ones, friend. That's the that's how the, the ones that I've seen. Yeah. Shaq. Greatest centers that you've seen, huh? I mean, you. I think came. I, I think Shaq might be the only great center of since you started watching. So yeah, I will uh, re- I, reclaim I, that question. I I classified Tim Duncan as a center. So oh oh okay all oh, right. Then. Oh, oh shots oh. fired! <laughs> shots fired, yeah, man! It, it really annoys me when people say he's the best power forward of all time. No, what he he's a, a power? <laughs> no no agreed agreed. I agree with Koshik that uh, Tim is a center. But the reason why they call him a power forward is because in his initial days he played power forward. He with played David. two years with David yeah, Robinson. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He was playing like center. That. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason. Yeah. Don't tell me I mean, Thiago he, Splitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that shows his greatness, man. Like, if, like if you look at if you look at the Spurs highlights, right, and you look at you look at Tim, and then you see the other guy, and he's like, who is this guy? Who is this guy playing center? But like, it's just like a bunch of random dudes. Throughout the 20 years, like they just like. Yeah, I, I I remember there was this. Uh, I remember a lot of random people playing center. While Tim Duncan played power forward, yeah, it was a lot of lot of random dudes, <laughs> just lot of random dudes. Uh, okay, yes. Yeah, so the greatest center for you, like since Shaq. Shaq. Okay, so it's it didn't matter that Tim Duncan was Shaq was much more. No, no, Shaq better, better center, easy. Um, okay. The okay. Uh, let me ask you a tough one. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow. Let's go. Tough one, a tough one. Knowing your love for Kobe, <laughs> I see some 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 Kobe-related question would be good. Okay, uh, in 2003 or 2004, right? Whatever. Would you have preferred Kobe to leave, or would you have preferred Shaq to leave? Oh, 100% Shaq to leave. I think Shaq was uh, closer to. Why, why is that a difficult question? <laughs> I think Shaq could have won two two more championships. You would have plugged Kobe with anybody else. I mean, in my opinion. Kobe won two more championships. Yeah, but that was after five years. Got one more than Shaq. <laughs> after seven years. Yeah, sorry. After five years, Shaq would have been fat and out of the league. No, no, but I'm saying in 2003 or 2004, right? You know, you had you had a, you had the ability to give a three-year contract for both of them. That was the thing. 2000. Yeah, yeah. So 2004, uh, again, a season that didn't happen the same way that the Jordan uh, Wizards thing didn't happen. Um, it's one of I'm only saying that because the Lakers ended up choking to the Pistons. And um, so, yeah, 2005, 2006, those two years, Shaq would have been a better guarantee for a title. 
But See? I'm thinking like the next But 10 still, years. Okay, okay. I I'm just talking about that extension that at that period. Mhm. So, in that period would you have picked Kobe or Shaq? Still Kobe. Oh my god. Love for Kobe. Okay, la- last question, last last question. Man, you just keep reinforcing this love and you're like this is a tough question. It's not a tough question at all. Why the hell would he ask Kobe to leave Lakers? No, because it <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No, Shaq was fat in 2004. Yeah, dude. He he Fact. got he got pissed. That's why he got in little better shape. That's why uh, Dwayne Wade helped him win. Like I don't think like if you gave Shaq more money, then he would have got even more egoistic. He would have got even more fat. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Shaq, uh, please shout us out whenever. But like, uh, <laughs> I I don't think you were even watching basketball at that time, Ashwin. Hey, uh, that's not true. I knew <laughs> the Pistons had won. It was a night quiz contest. Okay. Uh, uh, final question is. Uh, What is the best basketball series, NBA series, not basketball, so NBA series that you've seen? Uh, for again, like for reasons close to the heart, 2010 finals was the Lakers Celtics is probably one, like one of the best series that I've seen. Seven game series. Uh, but if you remove, if you remove that bias, maybe Spurs Heat. Uh, the the, the two, second one, the one or first one? 2013. Oh, I like the second one better because I wanted the Spurs to win in both series. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so definitely the second one had a better outcome. but like that was some phenomenal basketball okay but uh, offbeat offbeat answer best game that i've seen or my favorite oh. game is uh, 2008 olympics final between us and spain between oh, wow. us and spain the redeemed team one yes that's right okay all right fun fact manu ginobili got argentina <laughs> to win against the usa Hashtag #spurs man Come on. Nah, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, I did not think you would be able to break. <laughs> okay. All right. We have to end this uh, pod on that uh, great uh, remembering memory of uh, Manu Shinobli. All right, man. Thank thank you so much Kashik for Thanks a lot, Kashik. joining us on this pod. We had an absolute ball. I hope you had some fun as well. Absolutely. Uh, loved being a part of this. Uh, great job that you guys do on this podcast. Keep it going and uh, hopefully uh, uh, hopefully we'll have plenty more of these chats in the future. Yes, 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 don't worry. Yeah. We we have a running contract with Hoop Darshan. We will get both their uh, hosts for two two episodes each. Two episodes each. We we two episodes. We're gonna bring you back. <laughs> <laughs> Season four, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay, man. Thank thank you so much. Uh, yes, uh, other fans, uh, subscribers, listeners. Uh, I know podcasts they're listening listens are at an all time low, but that don't let it discourage you. Stay inside your homes and uh, listen to this podcast. Why? Why do you want to go outside? Uh, groceries are overrated, anyways. Okay. All right. Overrated. Uh, che- overrated. Chalo man. Cheers, everyone. Take care. We need to say bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.